to the One Truth Podcast. This is Aaron, and today I wanted to talk about something that I think many people experience this, and um, I'm going to say it's a feeling of being lost or um, maybe rudderless, uh, any other cliche you can come up with, but basically just kind of feeling like, well, I think a good analogy would be, you know, if you ever watch the movies when uh, something happens to where, say, somebody's thrown out of a boat on a on a really raging river, and they're just being tossed against the rocks, and um, the current is in control. They're they're not in control one bit, just being pulled down this raging river. And um, if you were to be in that person's shoes, you would feel like you weren't in any kind of control. That the river was completely controlling your your life and everything around you. And I think sometimes uh, we feel that way in life, um, whether you're a Christian or not, you know. And, um, of course, when you feel that way, you know, the best solution is to use some of the tools that God's given us. And, you know, one of the, the biggest tool that he's given us is Jesus or, you know, Jesus is the word, right? So when we turn to the Bible... You know, I always use a practice when I'm feeling anything at all and uh, I need some help, whether it be um, some anxiety, some sadness, whatever it may be. Um, I pull up my Bible app or I open my Bible and I just start reading. I just find a spot, start reading and start actively reading. And when I say actively reading, mean meaning I'm I'm starting to read the scripture and I stop and I go, okay, Who's writing this? Who are they writing it to? What exactly is trying to am I trying to get from this? What is what's the point of this verse or these verses that I've read? What is it that God wants me to understand? Not that God wants me to understand something specific at that moment um, for the situation I'm going through and the reason why I'm in that specific scripture, but what is that scripture trying to convey to us? And by the time I finish reading for a while, um, my mind's been taken off of whatever it is. And, you know, that works to some degree, um, but also we have prayer. Um, And then, of course, the real reason uh, that we have the physical church here on earth is so that we can bear each other's burdens, that we can be there for each other. Um, But we all know as humans, there's many times where, you know, we really don't feel like that... um, we don't feel like sharing it with anybody. We just, we compartmentalize, we keep it inside and, um, and, you know, uh, maybe we pray. Um, and I would say that more than likely if we pray and we really don't feel like we're being answered or we're being comforted in any way, then more than likely we're not necessarily praying with confidence that God is going to take care of the situation. And many times when we don't feel like God is answering the prayers, it's because we're not we're not trying to ask God's will. And sometimes God's will may not necessarily be to answer whatever the problem is that we have in our lives at that specific moment. Um, and that can be difficult. You know, um, I, as I go through scripture here, um, the one scripture that really pops into my mind is in um, 2 Corinthians. And, you know, Paul is writing to the church in Corinth. This is the second time he's wrote to him. And um, he's really, he's explaining some situations that he's gone through. And uh, if we start in 2 Corinthians 12, 
up here in verse 9, or I'm sorry, we'll start off in verse 8. You know, he's saying he had something going on, and um, he was he was really trying to get this thorn of the flesh taken care of. And it says in verse 8, For this thing I besought the Lord three times, thrice, that it, de- it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather glory in my infirmities that, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And, you know, I read that and I think, what? I don't understand that. What, what do we mean, my grace is sufficient for thee? Well, you know, when we're made weak, when we have a moment of weakness, a moment of fear, you know, we're to turn to the Lord. That's that's what we're instructed to do. Because, you know, think about this. You know, Jesus is the co-creator of everything. You know, Jesus even said before he was taken to the cross, you know, he told his disciples not to fear um, him who can kill this body. You know, because, you know, in all reality, anybody can kill us. You know, if we wanted to be a sinful person, we could walk up to any person on the street and we could kill that person. Um, they could do the same to us. And, and that's not something to fear because, you know, we're only here for a minute amount of time on this earth that we're to fear God himself. You know, he who can who can cast the soul into hell for all eternity. So when we're made weak in this physical structure, in our in our bodies and our minds, that's when we need to cling to God. And that's where he's strengthened. That's where we're strengthened in our faith. You know, because if you think about, okay, um, let's say, you know, I'm feeling lost or I'm feeling lonely or whatever that feeling you may have at this moment, God's always there for us. And if we cling to him and we remember that no matter how much we go through at this moment, it's temporary. And, and even if it went on for years, that's still temporary in the terms of eternity. And that, that, um, the fact that that's temporary, yet we have the hope of eternity, of complete peace, should strengthen us, should show the strength and might of Christ. You know, when, when things are perfect, you know, a lot of times we subconsciously attribute the perfect life that we have, the perfect moment that we have, that it's us. That, you know, whether we have the perfect family, whether we have the perfect job, whether we have everything that we've wanted, whether, you know, we're on this beautiful vacation, you know, we tend as humans to attribute it to us. And and in that sense, God is weakened, at least in our personal journey with God, because we see it as us bigger than him. And the reality of it is, is it's because of him that we're in that situation altogether. But when we're made weak, when we have some ailment, when we have, you know, uh, a, a weakness in our hearts, you know, due to um, someone passing or whatever it is that's going on, that's when we can cling to God. And that's when he's made the strongest at that moment, you know. So that's the reason why it says that. And, and in verse 10, you know, this is where Paul says, therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distress, for Christ's sake. For when I'm weak, then I am strong. And when he says, when I'm weak, 
when I'm weak in all those aspects, I'm strong in my faith because that's when I cling closest to God and to Christ. And, and that's the, that's what we should rest on. You know, it says, um, when we're, when we're not doing really well in those situations, if you go to Proverbs three, five through six, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. I think many times when we feel like we're lost or when we don't see an out to whatever the feeling or situation is that we're in, it's because we're clinging to our own understanding. We're trying to think to ourselves, how is God going to solve this problem? How's God going to um, going to help me pay this bill? How's God going to help save this relationship? How's God going to make this individual better? And when we ask that question to ourselves, we're trying with our own understanding to figure out what God's solution is. And we need to remember that, you know, we don't have our, our, our knowledge, our intelligence is, you know, for lack of a better way to say it, stupidity compared to God's understanding. You know, uh, the smartest scientists on earth can't understand how a stem cell can determine what it needs to become. You know, they, they understand all the mechanics of everything else, but they can't figure out how a stem cell can become any other kind of cell. And the reason they can't understand that is because that's God's design. God is the one who's created all things. And, and man's understanding is nothing compared to God's understanding. So when we try to figure out the solution that God has for us, that's when we feel lost, when in reality, we need to just let go and know that God has all the power and that God's in control. And when we do that, that comfort in knowing that I don't have to rely on my own understanding is when we'll be strengthened in our faith. You know, um, another one that we can, that we can uh, turn to, and I think this really outlines ultimately what we need to remember, is that, you know, Nothing can separate us from God except for us. Uh, that's what the Bible talks about when it says it in Romans 8. So if you go with me to Romans 8, and we're going to read in verse 38 and 39, it says, starting at verse 38, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angel, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate us. You know, the only thing that's not listed on there is us individually. If we decide to turn our back on God, God's not going to pull us back in. We have free will. We had the ability to come to him with our faith and with our trust that God's promise will be fulfilled. And we have the ability to walk away from him at any given time. And if we keep all those things in mind, I think it'll help us a little bit in this journey. If, if you're feeling some loss, if you feel like you just really don't know where to turn, you feel like um, all the things going on in the world that you have no idea how this is going to end, this is when you have to lean on God. And I'll say, if you're listening to this and you're not a Christian, 
You know, this is when you need to turn to somebody and ask them how to become a Christian. And hopefully they're going to turn to the Bible because if they turn to the Bible, they're going to tell you that first you need to believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. Next, you need to repent because all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So we need to repent, turn away from that sin that we have. And then straightway, we need to be baptized. When we confess that Jesus Christ is the Son of living God and we go down into that watery grave of baptism, the old man of sin is cut away. Just in the Old Testament, when they had to perform the circumcision, God performs a circumcision of the soul and removes that old man of sin and we're made a new person. And then when we come out of that water, we arise to walk in newness of life. That's what Romans 6, 3 through 7 talks about, that we're crucified like Christ was crucified in baptism and we come out to walk a new person. So I hope that if you're going through anything whatsoever, you'll either reach out to to me um, or you'll reach out to somebody close to you and You'll ask them about the Bible if you're not a Christian. If you are a Christian, you know, I ask that you would pray. I ask that you would reach out to the church, reach out to other Christians so that we can bear each other's burdens. And most definitely, I ask that you would reach out to God by following his word, by reading and studying his word and completely submitting to him, letting God's will be done truly you know, doing that, you know, when people do that faith fall, you know, where they turn around and they and they just fall backwards, having the faith that the people behind you will catch you. Do the same thing with your life. Just fall into God's arms and let him take care of everything. <music>